This is Ron Arative. Ron Arative. Stories in the Rough. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Raw Narrative. My name is Adriana. I am your host. But today we have a special guest. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Her name is Acacia Bailey, and she is the coolest person, like literally amazing. She has like the most creative brain ever. And we are going to learn a little bit about her and her industry. She is a live painter. I'm like obsessed. I'm, I love her work. And I just want you guys to like hear her story. And Acacia, why don't you say hello to everybody? Hi, guys. My name is Acacia, and I am a live wedding painter. So it's really exciting to enter the wedding industry in North Carolina. That's one thing I'm sure we'll talk about. I'm pretty new to this neck of the woods. And so I'm excited to be on here with you guys today. Yay. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. This is like wonderful. And I literally like basically Acacia and I met on Facebook. <laughs> so That's like true. randomly, I know it was so fun. So like we're there's like this North Carolina page that a lot of people in the wedding industry, like vendors, photographers, live painters, caterers, like everybody's on there, vendors. And you can like post like what you do and your specialty or just like cute people who are getting married will just go on and ask for like advice on like, hey, like where can I find a live painter? Where can I find a photographer? All this stuff. So Acacia made this post on there and I saw like her work and I was like, oh, she's amazing. I need to find a live painter to like recommend to my brides and my couples. And I was obsessed. And then we were just like, what, like chatting back and forth a little bit. And, yeah, uh, it's yeah. funny that you say we met on Facebook because before I moved up here to North Carolina, I was seldom on Facebook. I re-entered it thinking I could join these groups and meet people in the wedding industry, meet these brides, but that thought just dawned on me. And that is the first time I've entered the Facebook world in probably 10 years. So oh the fact gosh. that we met on Facebook is really funny to me. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what's funny is like I literally only have Facebook active and like use it for like my photography like groups just so I can be a part of groups and Facebook marketplace. Those are the two mm. reasons why I have Facebook. I don't even post like a lot of my business stuff on there. It's just like I don't know. Well, <laughs> That's funny that you said that. <laughs> I'm thankful you were on there at the right time to see my post or we would not be here today. So that's I know. amazing. I know. It's amazing. And then we like collabed and like, I don't know, we went and had like the best Thai food in Uptown <laughs> or South End in Charlotte and we had the, like the best time. I learned like so much about her and I was like, oh my gosh, you have to come on the podcast and like share your story and like your art with the world. So yes. And yes. what's hilarious too is that we planned a whole day in the mountains. Yes. At our first hangout. I know. We were like, like we, we have to go, go hiking. hiking, girl. Like <laughs> absolutely. Cause we love like all the fun adventures and yeah, I'm excited. We're going to have the best time. We but Acacia, tell me like about yourself, like tell everyone like where you're from and like a little bit of your background. Yeah, so I'm actually from Oregon, not Oregon, 
Okay, for those teachers out there who teach their students to say Oregon, I'm going to change it right now for you. It's Oregon. Um, <laughs> it's so funny the people I encounter on this side of the U.S. say Oregon. Um, but I'm from Oregon, and I had such a sweet um, upbringing there, just doing a lot of hiking, um, lots of time with friends, and also pursuing art. So I actually had a grandma who supplied me with all these art supplies I didn't know how to use growing up. And... I just had to fiddle with them because she um, would continue to get me more and more and more. Um, and that was really sweet because it gave me an opportunity to really invest early in my art. And so um, then I learned later that a grandpa I had never met was also an artist on the other side of my family. Oh, so wow. art runs in my blood. Um, and I would just do little projects for my friends and for fun and then... After that, I went to college in Arizona, and art kind of was on the side for me. I went to Grand Canyon University. I prioritized a lot of um, hiking and camping and really thought I wanted to be a teacher for a long time. I knew arts wow. and crafts had to do with teaching, um, <laughs> and so I was like, that might be a good one, but um, I continued to come back to what if I did this as a career? Is there a way to make art an actual um, job path for me. And I feel like that question was answered when I moved to Florida. Wow. So, so like from the time you were in Oregon and then you went to college in Arizona, like, yes, like give me the timeline of like moving to Florida. Like what was that? Yeah. Like right so after? I grew up in Oregon and then my parents actually still live there. So when I left for college, I went to Arizona and lived mm -hmm. there for three and a half years and then took a little break. I actually did the Disney college program, which is what brought me to Florida for six <gasps> months. So you're like in Magic Kingdom or like what park were you? Yeah. So I wasn't in Magic Kingdom. I actually worked at a resort, but that was really fun for me because we got to go into the parks whenever we wanted. So yeah. you could find me running into Magic Kingdom, losing my car in the parking lot, rushing around <laughs> to kind of find it <laughs> to go to work because I would always forget to look at the number and the spaces that Girl, are parked. Like I literally, <laughs> so, so like what's funny is we're both like, I'm from Florida. So like she had yeah. her time there in Florida too, but my husband and I had like Disney passes. And so we would go like all the time, like as, you know, so park fun. goers. And one time we were like, you know, like let's go and like connect with friends there and then we'll take their car and go to the outlet mall. Like <laughs> in between like and we'll come back and like watch fireworks so like we both parked in like separate lots <laughs> and then we came back after we went to the outlet malls and we completely got lost I couldn't <laughs> we could not find our car anywhere and then it was like we got back later than we expected and I was like well shoot like we missed fireworks but now we can't find our car and the park's closing so <laughs> I can totally relate with like that with the parking Yes, lot. the time would be ticking and Disney does not play when you no. wait for work. So it was it was always really fun and full of adrenaline to find my car. Uh, so what did I don't you think do I ever learned. Yeah. What did you I do like in that. Disney? Like what was like your – is it like an internship? Yeah. Or, okay. So what I did for work – I wish I was a princess. I'm not. When I tell oh people gosh. that, they're like, oh, my gosh, I bet it's so fun to be a princess. I'm like, I didn't say anything. Like okay, that. which princess but would I you wish. be? Like low-key. Um, What'd you say? Oh, what princess would you be, Loki? Oh, I love that question. Well, Rapunzel is my favorite, but looking into the dynamics of 
like height and what you need to look like. I think I'm a little too tall to be Rapunzel, unfortunately. So I probably would end up being more of an Elsa. But if I could choose, I'd want to be Rapunzel. For oh sure. my gosh. You know what? Rapunzel was literally like who I like identified you with as like no your way. Disney princess. Yes. I was like, she would be such a great Rapunzel. <laughs> just like, <laughs> you're, like yeah, you're just like the personality is so cute. Just like her. That's Ow. cute. Oh, very cool. So yeah. then from there, um, you did your internship there. And then like, how did you progress on in Florida? Like, what were you up to? Yeah. So I used that time to go see Florida. It was a different place than I'd ever been before. I was always on the West Coast. Um, that's why I didn't want to choose Disneyland. You can choose your preference. And I wanted a whole new adventure. So going to Florida, I got to experience the Keys. And I got to experience the Springs and see manatees and live my little Florida dream. Um, I heard you mention love bugs in a previous podcast. Yes. And yes, I, I adventured in the love bug season. Um and I actually found a church out there that I really loved. And those yeah. people were amazing and on fire for Jesus. And they really inspired me to take my faith to the next level, honestly, just being who they are. And so it was a very authentic, very joyful, very sweet community. And so um, that's where I ended up spending a lot of my time. I actually would try to manipulate my schedule and take off work so that it could match the um, – times that I could go to church or go to the young adults and hang out with those people that I had um, just fallen in love with. Oh, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. So like, how did you do, how did you incorporate your art in this season of life? Like when you were in Florida? Yeah, good question. So a little bridge to the um, last five years is that I had the Disney experience. I had the Disney college program while I was doing that, I actually painted my roommates. I had five roommates. I painted their favorite ride, which was really cute as like a little parting gift. It was actually Aww. supposed to be a welcome gift. And us artists, um, when we do lots of projects, sometimes they are a little overdue. So um, <laughs> thankfully, live wedding paintings aren't, though, because you got to finish it in the moment. Yeah. Um, but I went back to GCU um, in Arizona, my college, for the rest of the semester and graduated, walked with my class and then came back to Florida because I found that amazing um, community and I wanted to continue being a part of it. So that was an easy yes for where to go after college. So instead of going to Oregon, I decided to resume life in Florida. And so moving to Florida, this brings me to um, my first opportunity to do a live wedding painting. I was Seeing that my friend Audrey was getting married and she knew I was an artist, I would just do little things on the side or um, get little commissions from my friends. And I started an art Instagram, um, but didn't really do much with it. And she said, you're an artist. Would you do a live wedding painting? And sitting there, I just instantly gave her my yes, full of excitement, gave God my yes, full of trust that he would help me do it. Oh my <laughs> and her wedding was my first live wedding painting and they just did not stop from there. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I hear like a lot of times when you finally start pursuing your passion and like you have your first, it's like a snowball effect from there. So it's yeah. like, yeah, like you do that and you're like, oh my gosh, I love this. This is something I'm super passionate about. And then like all of a sudden, like your client, your first client loves it. And they're like, oh my gosh, they'll tell all their friends about it or whatever. And it's like 
snowball effect of like people coming in and just different vendors wanting to work with you. So yes. Yes. So like where was like one of your favorite locations to paint in Florida? Ooh, it's Winter Park. I know a lot of people have been in Winter Park, so they'll know what I'm talking about when I say this, but it is so beautiful. It was in this garden behind this beautiful old mansion, and there are little jet skiers on the water in the distance, and so much Spanish moss that um, fell on top of this beautiful cross that they got married next to, and the most beautiful flowers are blooming. It was so wonderful. So I would say that my favorite venue was Copen House in Winter Park. Oh, I love that. Okay. So Copen House in Winter Park. I don't yes. know. I got to think. I So I have family that obviously lives in Florida because I'm from Florida. So I'm trying to like, and I think she lives like in the Orlando area because that's Orlando area. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. It's just north of Orlando. Okay. I'll have to look that up. I'm like really inquisitive because I'm like, I'm from there. I feel like I should know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just realized it's actually, I always say Copen House, but it's Capen House. Oh, Capen House. Myself. So it's in Capen House. House. Yes. Perfect. So don't look up Copen. Look up Capen House. <laughs> it's so, still in Winter Park, though. That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So can you like describe for those that like don't know what live wedding painting is? Can you like describe that like visually paint it in our minds for us? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so. Let's try to use all the creative language I have. I'm going to pretend like I'm doing a little creative writing project. Okay. Elementary school. Um, So what happens is I arrive at the venue, and I usually am setting up about two hours early, set up my easel, and then I really just position it in the place that the couple has communicated that they want their painting. So it could be the reception. It could be um, the ceremony and usually it is the ceremony. They often want the first kiss. So I start painting the background about an hour before it starts. So I get to hear the DJ run all their songs and just really get in the mood, get in, get the vibes of the wedding. Um, and I just start painting the background and, um, it's really fun. Slowly the guests trickle in and they're really excited about what's going on. Their faces kind of illuminate and it's really funny. A lot of time they're wondering if they can approach me. And I usually just move aside and say, yeah, hey. Um, But it's really sweet because they're always so respectful. (laughs) Um, But they get really excited and they take a seat. And then the bride comes down the aisle. The ceremony plays out. I'm still painting at this time. And then as they're um, dismissed, the crowd is dismissed to cocktail hour. I don't have a photographic memory, unfortunately. So if it is the first kiss, it's a blink of an eye. So I do often take a picture of that. And then after everyone's dismissed, I stay down at the ceremony space and just finish painting the bride and groom in their exact position so that it's accurate um, to the actual moment. And then after that, I take it to the reception and I put it in a place that um, people can see. And so I usually continue to work on it here and there, but mostly have lots of conversations with the guests and lots of funny things happen at this time. So (laughs) sometimes family members come and they cry because they love their daughter or son so much. It's very sweet. (laughs) And then sometimes... Uncle Bill is a little crazy. You always got the crazy Uncle Bill. He'll walk up and he'll point to a tree or point to the top of the house or point to the water feature. And he'll be like, you should paint me right there. And I'm always like, oh, Uncle Bill, you're hilarious. But truly, 
Oh my god! I get that every time. <laughs> so cute. Um, we usually have good conversations and it's a really sweet time. And after that, we usually do a reveal with the bride and groom. The photographer loves to be a part of this part to get the facial reactions. Yeah. And the um, bride and groom get to see it. And usually we have a really sweet moment between the three of us. And I take it home, touch it up a little bit and deliver it to their house or send it to their home. Oh my goodness. Wow. That is like, thank you for painting that picture, no pun intended, in our minds. <laughs> because like a lot of people are like, what, you know, like what is live wedding painting? I feel like it's always right. like, I feel like it's been a thing for a while, but like some people don't know it's been a thing for a while and they might be like, I didn't know I needed this until I heard this, <laughs> you know? So right. it's like, I think it's so whimsical. Like honestly, like I wish I could paint, like I... That's like the one thing. I'm like a, such a creative weirdo. Like I love to sing. I like, oh, I, I wish I could dance too. Okay. Cause I can't like paint. I can't dance, but I like photography and I like like digital art and I love like grandma crafts and like all those things. But I'm like, I wish I could paint so badly, you know, but um, maybe I should take an art class or two. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah to learn. But like some people, it's just like natural, like. I had friends growing up where they would just like paint and just never had a class in their life. And it's just like they, what they see in their brain, they can just like put it on paper. And I'm like, that's the kind of painter. <laughs> and that's like literally like what wedding painting is. It's like you see a photo of it like in your mind, like the way you envision it. And you like are able to capture all those elements of the day and like put it in such a beautiful, like artistic piece of artwork that is like yeah. limited edition, super exclusive. Like, yeah. And it's, it's so like, curated and it's really fun yeah, to one, be a little bit of a spectacle and a little bit of entertainment for the guests at the wedding. It just provides another element of enjoyment and of interest. Oh, yes. And then um, at the end, they're just so connected to the bride and groom that seeing that played out just evokes so much emotion. That's so sweet. But then it's also a keepsake for the bride and groom. And so they get to have it for the rest of their lives. And yeah. maybe they give their grandkids. That would be so cute. Last, I wish I had yeah. my grandma's live wedding painting. <laughs> Not I that she had one. <laughs> I, I literally wish I had one. Like that's something – like I don't think I realized when we got married in 2017 – I just, I don't think I realized that was like an option for us, you know, and yeah. I didn't really know of anyone in our area doing it. I didn't really have friends doing it. And I was like, but when I started to see this like on TikTok, cause like, girl, like your reels and Instagrams, it's so cute. Like she makes the best oh. reels of like the reactions <laughs> of her couples and just like the progress and the progression of the art. And so I'm like, oh, I'm so obsessed with it. So I wish I had that. Like we got married on the beach, um, on the panhandle in Destin, Florida. Oh. And it was like the perfect day, like the perfect sunset and everything. And I'm just like, Man, I wish I had like a wife, a wife, <laughs> a live <laughs> wedding painting done. And I feel like our yeah. guests would have really loved it because it does bring like another element of like pizzazz to the day. Like, I don't know. It's just like interesting and very like yeah. custom. And I don't, I think it would just make, like you said, like the best experience for your guests. And then it's something that, you know, the couple can take home to cherish like forever and for generations fullest investment ever. So man, I really, I love that so much. Okay. So like, what are you doing these days with like your art here in Charlotte? Like, tell me about like, 
moving up here and like, I think you're doing a lot of traveling, right? Like now that like you might be into potentially doing like more travel or like taking travel inquiries or tell me about that. Yeah, that's definitely true. So it's funny to leave a market and a network of people and community and relationships as well as word of mouth relationships um, and then move states away. So I do have still a lot of weddings booked in Florida and I'm not mad because I have a lot of really good friends, as I mentioned before. So it's an excuse to go see them. Um, I do have one coming up in Arizona and a few that have been inquired for other states like Tennessee and things like that. So traveling is definitely a part of it. I think a big goal is to eventually build that market here in Charlotte, but also continue to travel because one, I love traveling Two, um, anything to be a part of someone's wedding day, no matter where it is. So yes. I'm up for it all. Oh, I love that. I can totally picture you doing like elopement paintings. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. at like these epic locations and like collabing with like a photographer potentially a video team or whatever and then it's just the couple and you and like the other creatives there and we're just capturing the whole day for like an exclusive like elopement like somewhere crazy and whimsical and magical like and that's it like I could totally see that too so I I vote you offer elopement packages (laughs) I receive that vision that's brilliant yes Angels Landing in Zion any day with yes! my holy soul. All I love the it. stuff, I would do it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Or out in like Cali, like out. Oh my gosh. You could go every or Europe. Oh my gosh. Stop. I, I love it. Someone book. Yes. You need to book Acacia in Europe. Okay. And you know what? We can be like a photo <laughs> painting duo out there. I think the first place should be Santorini, Greece. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. We're going to make your dreams come true. This is like, like, I don't know. It's like if you're wanting something like super whimsical, like I feel like that as a couple, that would be amazing. Yeah, live painting for your open for sure. So like, okay, tell everybody, Acacia, what brought you from Florida to Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina? Okay. Well, Adriana, you just opened up a big bag of worms. Uh-oh. Can of, how do you big, say that? Big I don't know. can of worms. <laughs> jug well, of you, worms. You opened something. Okay. That's <laughs> been my question. So I think I'm going to have to tell a little love story to answer that. Okay. <gasps> oh my gosh. I love this. Okay. I'm here for it, Rapunzel. Go for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try not to be too detailed if I'm yeah. Getting a little too into the nitty gritty. If this is taking 10 hours, just let me know. No, so, we got all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, I'm not from Florida. I'm not from North Carolina. I'm over here. I'm from Oregon. Um, and my now husband is not from Florida or North Carolina either. So he's actually a Tennessee guy. And we happened to meet in Florida when he was pursuing pro golf. He's not pursuing pro golf anymore, Um, but he was, and it was at a student ministry night that we met. We were both serving, and everyone was there, and it was really sweet. I don't actually remember meeting him, which is so sad. Oh, my gosh. It's so cute, though. (laughs) But I do remember, I do remember meeting him 
a summer when he came back. So what I mean by that is, you know how I left Florida, came back to Florida. During that time, he had actually come, met everyone, the time that I was finishing up school in Arizona, and then left before I came back to Florida. Okay. And so everyone was talking about him. I'm like, who is this guy? And my friend comes up to me, my friend Holly. She's like, I think you'd be so good with him. I'm like, I'm not in a place. Let's, I can't talk about this. Yeah. And as we do. So over time, he he ended up visiting, and this is kind of funny. I had to sit in front of him because the whole row of my friends was full. I didn't know who he was, but I kind of knew he was new, wondering if that was the guy. So I sat next to him, or sorry, in front of him, and at the end of the service, I'm standing up, I'm talking to him, talking to his dad. His dad says he's an orthopedic surgeon, and I was like, oh, what does that have to do with braces? And he was like, what? I'm not an orthodontist. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, what are you? I don't know what an orthopedic surgeon is. That was, you know, four years ago. Give me grace. Um, I know now. <laughs> so he still doesn't live. let me live that down. Um, so after that, I guess Davis, who is my husband's name, he had been thinking about me. Um, we go to another student ministry night. He's moved to Florida at this point, and everyone is leaving. Usually go out to eat, and we start driving down this highway. We both lead the same direction. Everyone had said, no, I'm not hungry. I'm good. And so he actually ends up screaming at me through his window that's down and my window that's down. He says, come to Chick-fil-A with me. Oh, my gosh. Hot Chick-fil-A. take. I don't actually like Chick-fil-A that much. <gasps> it's grown on me a little. Oh, no. I know. Hot no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't hate me. Um, But I ended up contemplating. I was like, yes, no, yes, no. Okay, yes. And so I yell at him, all right, I'll be there. We go. I say, I don't want anything. And I ended up eating like all of his fries and drank his milkshake. So I guess I do like Chick-fil-A more than I thought. Um, But after that, the rest is history for round one. We had the best time dating. We had actually... Um, dated during COVID and we went golfing all the time because we we're in Florida and the sun was out. We went on runs and um, I know COVID was really hard for a lot of people, but for us, it was actually um, a really peaceful time to invest mm. in our relationship. Yeah. And so there was good that came out of it for sure. And we kept dating. And then a year into our relationship, the rug was ripped out from under me and he comes to, um, we actually both caught COVID a year later oh into our relationship oh, no. and uh, we're both, um, quarantining. And since he has COVID, he comes to my quarantine spot and he actually says, Hey, I've been feeling so much anxiety about our relationship. I actually need to pray if we should still continue dating at all. And wow. I had no idea, Adriana. Oh my gosh. It was ripped out from under me. I was devastated. I was a mess. A week goes by a little less than a week. And he says, I actually, I really love you and want to continue doing this relationship with you. I just need to figure out what this anxiety is. And I was like, yes, please. I don't know what to think. And so another, another six months goes by and he can't get rid of his anxiety. So he does a lot of things to, um, help get to the bottom of it, like go to counseling and get mentors and He does the best he can as he soul searches, but he could not get to the bottom of it. And it left Mm. us with one option and that was to break up. Um, He broke up with me and there actually was an engagement ring that was being made at that time. So (gasps) 
I was just so devastated watching all that play out and I didn't know what to do. And I was trying to trust God, but I also knew what I wanted and I wanted to, uh, just watch my fairy tale play out and yeah. it didn't, it died. And, um, I was really devastated for a long time. I was mm. sobbing at work anytime I was alone and was really struggling at that time. He said, I actually am going to break up with you and I can't stay in Florida any longer because I love you too much, but I need to go move on. And so I'm going to move to Charlotte. He moves to Charlotte and Time passes, um, about a year. I don't talk to him, but in that time, my best friend started dating his best friend. So sometimes they would go and see him and she'd try not to talk about it, but it was really hard to know, um, that she was around him. And eventually a wedding comes up and he is a groomsman mm. and I am a bridesmaid. Mm. And so I see him at this wedding. I had just started dating someone else mm -hmm. and he's sobbing, looking at me through the whole rehearsal. I'm shaking. Oh I have to mention that when he sees me, cause it's just completely obvious. And he's like, I'm shaking too. And he's yeah. crying and looking Aww. at me and I'm like, you broke up with me. What is this? <laughs> and so it was really sweet. He kind of wished me and the guy I was dating, um, well, and yeah. you know, gave us blessings. We moved on, still did not talk to him again for another six months. So at this point it's been a year and a half. And we reunite at this yeah. wedding um, where he's the best man this time and I'm the maid of honor. And so oh my gosh. It's completely a rom-com. It was expected because that best friend who met his best friend ended up getting married. And I knew this, might, this day might come. <laughs> and so it did. And I oh remember just thinking, Acacia, <laughs> there's just too much on your plate right now. Your job is to be a maid of honor. Go take that role as seriously as possible. <laughs> Love your girl and do you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think about anything else. Absolutely. But obviously he was around. There were people from his past who approached me who had never met me before. And they're like, oh, it's you, Acacia. And it just was <gasps> full of irony. And I had one of those moments where you go to the bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what is this? Oh. I don't know who I am, what's happening. Just, it's okay. It'll be fine. And I prayed a lot. And then, um, the wedding played out and it was good. It was a good wedding. I really took my role seriously. And the next morning I get a text right as my eyes open, it goes, and I look at my phone and it says, can we meet up and discuss our breakup? And I said, yes. Cause he's leaving that morning. I met up with him. I said, I would love to know cause I'm still confused. Aww. And he was able to kind of go through simply just like fear of failure. He was just really yeah. afraid and had a lot of marriage anxiety because he saw our differences. And that really produced this fear of, will we work out with our differences? Yeah. And that made sense to me. And I remember walking away, feeling a lot of peace. And as I'm walking away, he's like, and I think we could still be good together again. And I was like, oh, Gosh, <laughs> I came out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. I did not respond. I said, I have to go. Um, this is not the time to talk about it. I'm oh still goodness. dating someone else. And I remember leaving and it was, there was such a cliffhanger. He's like, okay, well, I'm also going to pray about what I just said because I didn't expect saying that to you. And I was like, I don't even know what to say to you. So yeah. goodbye. <laughs> it was a really <laughs> funny exiting. Um, didn't know if I'd ever see him again. And I go back to normal life. It's in the back of my head, but 
I just still didn't know if I could trust him. So I moved forward and there were some things going on with the guy I was dating at that time anyway. And, um, we had to kind of hash out our relationship and it came down to this one day, a month after this wedding, no contact, um, with Davis guy one ex-boyfriend, no contact until you'll appreciate this Adriana. But my best friend asked me to see her wedding photos with her and I wanted to celebrate her and her husband to go over to their house. I'm looking through their wedding photos together. And these photos spoke loudly to me. I started to feel this feeling of anxiety from my toes to my head, just with, I cannot marry the guy I'm dating. I can't do it. I don't Mm. have peace about it. I need to do something about this. And so it gets to the point where wedding photo after wedding photo, I cannot stay there any longer. And I remember cutting it short and saying, Hey guys, I gotta go. (laughs) And they're good friends. They let me go. As I get in the car, I see a text on my phone from Davis. Yeah. It was a song he had written me. Mind you, we had not talked at all. Oh my gosh. I have goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And the, he's a singer songwriter in his own time. That's a little creative outlet. (laughs) Um, and the song was so beautiful. It was about dancing with me and that he's always loved me. And, um, it was a really sweet, deep song that I felt so cherished by. And I remember sitting in the car saying, God, what is this? I'm so confused. What are you doing to me? I go home, cannot get any sleep that night, woke up the next morning, broke up with the guy I was dating. I knew it wasn't right. And then just let some radio silence happen for a while. Thank the Lord. It was Lent. And so I was one of those people who was like, I'm going to give up boys for Lent and not think about this for a long time. (laughs) And then uh, long story short, eventually I opened up communication, but knew I wasn't ready to be pursued. I said, you can send me postcards because Mm -hmm. one, you can't receive a postcard any sooner than like five to seven days. And you can only fit like four sentences on a postcard. So I had him send me postcards um, for the first, I don't know, part of spring as we were trying to navigate talking to each other again. And then eventually he just started calling me and I didn't have enough in me to say, I don't want to talk to you because I truly wanted to talk to him. And at the end of that week, he had invited me up to Charlotte after many 4 a.m. conversations um, to Charlotte to go on some dates with him. And so now I'm married. I moved to Charlotte and it's been so sweet. Also, side note, postcards were our guest book at the wedding. So that was a little nod to our story. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my goodness. So like literally wedding days brought you together (laughs) again. Like being, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like how that just worked out for the two of you. It's like meant to be like you're supposed, I strongly believe like Yeah, like, sure, whatever, like, there's not always, like, the person, but, like, I feel like there are, like, the right people, and, like, the Lord will, like, navigate us to be with, like, the person we're supposed to be with um, in that season of life, so that obviously happened for you, like, that was, like, no coincidence, and so, wow. I'm just, I love your story. You have, like, the best story. Yes, (laughs) of course. Something pretty... Um, something pretty profound that I learned looking back is, and something I've been able to help a lot of girls who go through a lot of breakups. And I know this podcast is for you married people. So, or sorry, engaged people. Engaged people. So congratulations. Or people like dating. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. Um, but maybe this can help you help someone else. Um, 
I, looking back, realized that you really have a choice when you go through something really hard, like a breakup like that. You thought you found the love of your life. Maybe you thought you were getting engaged. And for us girls, especially, it's very easy to hold on to hope, especially hope of love. And I had this picture in my mind of what it means to surrender something. And to surrender something means, I mean, back the imagery we have in the Old Testament is that you take something and you put it on the altar and then you burn it up and the smoke is incense to the Lord. And so to do that, you have to set it on fire. And if you're going to hold on to something, hold on to hope, whether you are cognizant of it and it's an active choice or subconsciously, you just cannot let go of hope. You're never going to let go of that thing that you're ready to surrender and sacrifice to God. You're going to keep holding on to it and never light the flame. And so for me, I had to believe that we are never going to get back together to actually be able to light the flame and give it to God and then go seek healing, know my value, walk forward in my life so I can celebrate my other friends getting married. Side note, I had like six friends getting married the same time I was going through a terrible breakup. And so really believing this was never going to happen again wasn't pessimistic. It was just the key to really surrendering it and putting all of my hope not in a future relationship with this guy who broke my heart, but it was in God. And that allowed me to be a really good celebrator of my friends who were getting this dream that I unfortunately missed out on and that was lost. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a really good point. Like just to be able, there's so many elements of life where we're really desiring something or something that someone else has in that, like a certain season of life, if it's, you know, a boyfriend, if it's an engagement, if it's a wedding, if it's a baby, like whatever it is, but we have to be able to like, how do we, like, how do we celebrate other people while we're like aching for the same thing that they're receiving in their season of life? So the fact that you were able to like work through that with the Lord and like be able to, you know, identify like, okay, this is the source of like the pain that I'm feeling. But if I surrender this, then I'm able to celebrate with everyone else and be like, they're like hype girl over here. Right. (laughs) So like, that's, it's really difficult. And I feel like it's just like, that's something that you can't do on your own. That's why we have to like Mm -hmm. have God's strength with us to be able to like, to celebrate and move on. And like, yeah. he blessed you with like such a great hubby. Yeah. And that's, yes. that's the same guy. So that's yeah. also such a nod to God's power and his goodness yeah. is that I can believe whatever I want about yeah. the future. I can believe that we'll never get back together, but if it is God's will for you, it will happen. happen. And he is a good father and he does listen to our desires. So yeah. for me, my thoughts and my view of the future had nothing to do with God's. And now I'm literally married to the man who broke my heart, but really my heart was so broken because I knew how much I loved him and watched him struggle. And he had to work through his own stuff. And when the time was right, God allowed us to get back together. And now I'm here in Charlotte pursuing live wedding painting, talking to you, Adriana. I know it's it's crazy. That's a beautiful story. (laughs) It's incredible. Like to see like how far like your journey has brought you, like 
that's why I was like, I have to have Acacia on the podcast. Like, it's going to happen. And she was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, I will be on the podcast. Like, oh, my gosh, yay. Everyone is going to love you. I'm so excited. Well, like, Acacia, please tell everyone where they can find you on your socials. Absolutely. So my Instagram is at Acacia Bailey Art. Okay. The name Acacia is hard to spell. A-C-A-C-I-A, <laughs> Bailey Art. And then my website is simply AcaciaBailey.com. Oh so that's goodness. it. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing your story and like sharing like how you became the artist you are today and the wifey you are today. It's amazing, <laughs> Acacia. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. If you liked it, please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever streaming service you love to listen to your podcasts on. Give us a five-star review so that way more listeners can hear the podcast. But we will talk to you guys later. <laughs> Toodles. Thank you for having me. <laughs> This is Raw Narrative. Raw Narrative. Stories in the Raw.